Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. Today is a special treat because we're celebrating Valentine's Day. And so I wanted to bring you an episode that kind of did a little double duty. One, it's about love. And two, it's also about facing your fears. It's about doing something that gets you out of your comfort zone and shifting into that space of active creation that creates opportunities and connections and all the things we talk about here. So today I have a special series that we've done over the last, gosh, three, four months where Katie Houston has embarked on a challenge to go on 35 dates in three months to celebrate her 35th birthday. are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. Welcome back to the Love Your Story podcast. Today we have a special treat. I have Katie Houston with me and she is a woman who has decided to face the fear of rejection by doing something that, I'll I'll be honest, I've thought about it. (laughs) But she, for her 35th birthday, she is setting up a plan to go on 35 dates this month. Three months. Three months. Three months for 35 dates. So this is in the beginning. I'm catching her at the very beginning of this process. She's been on four already. Mm -hmm. She's been going for two days only, and she's got four dates in. (laughs) Nice job, Katie. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And and then we're going to catch her at the end and see what this ends up being like. So I have wanted for um, a few months now to set something up where we did an episode where somebody faced a fear that that they had something a fear of rejection a fear of doing something that they had in their mind that they wanted to do but it was just so hard to push past that resistance and then Katie showed up with this fascinating interesting plan that she posted on Facebook and engaging her friends in setting up these Facebook dates for her and I thought this is going to be perfect so we're going to share her journey with her. Katie, welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. And so you have a blog Mm -hmm. and you have um, history, some background with this. So let's start with you telling us who you are and why you're doing this. All right. Well, um, like you said, my name is Katie. I'm a teacher. I teach high school and I teach a high school choir. And I'm 35 years old and I, well, almost, I'm a month away from 35 years old and I've never been married before. I've had some serious relationships. I was almost married once. We got to four weeks before the wedding day. So it was pretty dang close to the real thing, but I have never been married. And I've gone on many, many dates. But at this point in my life, I'm in my career and I have a really busy life. And so I don't really have the opportunity to meet a lot of people. And so I woke up at like five in the morning one morning just last week and I got this crazy idea. And I was like, it is my 35th birthday. I want to do something 
fun and crazy. And that's kind of my personality. I'm a little bit spontaneous and sometimes I regret it and sometimes I don't. I do not regret this one though, I will say. Um, and so I just decided I want to go out on 35 dates because I know that I have so many friends that know people that have connections. And for whatever reason, it's really hard to sometimes make those things happen. And so I wanted to set it up in a way that was very low pressure. Sort of my guidelines were the dates will be an hour long. I'll plan them. And, you know, and I actually asked my friends for activity ideas, got some great ideas. What if the guy wants to plan them? What if he wants to go out for a whole evening? So I have a guy who said that he would plan it. And he volunteered that. He said, unless you have something in mind, I'd be happy to plan it. And I was like, by all means, you do that. It was really exciting. But I've set it up so that if um, somebody, if it's an intimidating thing for someone to, you know, plan a date for somebody they don't know or that I requested, then I've set it up so that it can be really low pressure and easy. So I said, you know, I'll pay for myself. Obviously, if somebody offered, I wouldn't say no. And we'll do something easy and free. Because I think a lot of times these dates, you worry about like, I'm not going to be able to get out of it if we're, if we're not a match or whatever. And then I decided that I wanted to get my dates through connections of my friends on Facebook. After a day of launching this experience, I decided to include people that I met on dating apps. Those are also social networking kinds of things. How many dating apps are you on? Just two. I'm on Mutual and Bumble. I haven't set up any dates with anyone from Bumble, but from Mutual, I have. And so basically... you tell them that you're doing yes. this thing? Yeah. So what I did with Mutual was really interesting because I find that there's a lot of people that you have these little startup conversations with like, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Where are you from? And then it just kind of stops. And a lot of times we get hung mm -hmm. up on one thing, like one thing that I sometimes get hung up on is height. And I'm like, well, this guy's nice, but he's 5'8", so maybe I'm just not going to worry about continue, you know. And how tall are you? I'm 5'9". And so that's like one of the, the issues. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this. And so what I decided was I'm going to throw out everything that I have, all these preconceived ideas about height, about um, education, profession, even religion. Though I still want to marry somebody who's within my own religion for this experience, as long as it's a good guy you know, who's not married and who's within a, a good age range with me, then I'm willing to go out with them and get to know them because this is not about getting married. It's about pushing myself to take a risk to, like you said, face rejection, but be okay. And also to have fun and get to know people because I love that part of it. One of my life coaches in the next um, next level program, the emotional intelligence training I did, was a matchmaker by profession. Oh, and um, part of what I was working through there was kind of my issues with men and my background with and that kind of thing, yeah. and also moving forward into positive, good relationships. And right. she she said just exactly what you did. She said one of the things that people do, one of the biggest mistakes they make is that in their mind, they have a picture of what the right person mm -hmm. and what the right thing is going to look like yes. from the Hallmark movies, from the Disney movies, from mm -hmm. whatever your preconceived conceptions are from family, right? Yes. Whatever. And she said, maybe the exact right person for you doesn't look like what you think they're going to look like. And because you have all of these blocks set up, you're knocking people or person, mm -hmm. you know, out of your life simply because you are not allowing for this openness. So it was, you know, 
really look closely at what at what boundaries that you put on here on on what specifications are um, deal killers, right? Yes. And be open to possibilities beyond what you've been open to before. Right, and I totally agree with that. And um, I've been given that same advice as well. And it's funny because I told you I'm four dates in. One of the guys that I talked to is like five foot eight, and I'm five foot nine, which is not that big of a deal. But I was like, man, we got along really well when we were chatting. And I was like, this is the kind of guy that I really, he doesn't live in our state. And so I was like, but if he were here and if we have an opportunity to meet, I think that we could have a really great connection. And so it was a good moment for me to be like, you know, this is one reason why you shouldn't set up these bound or these uh, hard and fast rules about who you're going to date. But just to finish answering your question about mutual, you asked if I let them know about the date. What I did is I went through those starter conversations and I messaged probably like six or seven guys. And I said, hey, like, I know it's, you know, been a while since we've talked, but I am doing something crazy for my 35th birthday. I am doing a dating experiment or a, a dating adventure where I am in, going out on 35 dates. And I said, they're going to be one hour dates, just meant to be super chill and fun. Would you be interested in being one of my dates? And if it was somebody who lived out of the state, I said, I would love to do a FaceTime date or, you know, I'm open to that idea. And my, I promised myself that I would not be apologetic when I made these invitations because I feel like people have a choice and they can say yes or they can say no, but that's not something I need to apologize for or they need to feel bad for. It's just, hey, here's an exciting idea for me. If you don't think it's that exciting, then that's totally fine. But if you do, then let's go for it. And so far I have, I think I have 15 or 16 dates that are in set in stone. Either I've been on them or I'm going on them in the next uh, through the month of August. And then awesome. I have, yeah. You're, and so you're going to be halfway done within the first month. I know. Right. <laughs> but that's good. Cause I'm starting work. So I'm on summer break that's right now. Right, still. That's right. Yeah. But it just is cool because there are so many people that are willing. Like, I think that some people might look at this and say, well, this is really gutsy and forward and guys don't like that. There have been plenty of guys who are totally down for it. Oh, they think, I think it's brilliant. It's yeah. a brilliant way to meet people. Right. And, and yeah. also I think it kind of takes the, pressure off people who would like to meet you to just say, hey, let's have an hour-long conversation. And you've removed any, I'm, I won't say awkwardness, but any barriers, right? Like yeah. it doesn't cost money. It's just a, you know, so a lot of these are FaceTime It's calls really just a conversation. Yeah, it's like a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Setting up conversations with people who are having really the same issues of you. It's just difficult to meet people outside of what your regular routine yeah. is. So you've created a space for possibility, which is awesome. How scary was it to do that? Was, I mean, to actually put this post on Facebook <laughs> and to decide I'm going to be this kind of open and vulnerable and just put it out there. What was that like? Well, I, like I told you, I'm spontaneous. So I sometimes act before I think. So at the time when I got the idea, it was like this, like, oh, I'm going to do this. This is so exciting. And I just put the post together and posted it. And then the damage was done, right? Like I couldn't <laughs> take it back. And I did have, I, I have to be honest, I did have moments where I'm like, you are a crazy person. Like, what did you just do? Like, you have to follow through with this now. And I was mostly worried about how people would view me. I was worried that people would think, well, that I was desperate for one thing, but I realized I'm not desperate, so if they think that, oh well, but I'm not. I have a great life, I'm really happy, and I'm not, this isn't really about getting married for me. I mean, that would be an amazing bonus, but I don't know, 
I'm not expecting that from this project. It's more but, about me. But come on, bottom, bottom line, uh -huh. you know, you're dating, you're meeting new people. There's the idea underneath it would have to be what if yeah. I found the right person. Well, no, you're absolutely right. Like I wouldn't do the experiment if I didn't, yeah, want to expand my circle. The way that I put it to a friend is like, right now I'm going on zero dates. I mean, not zero, but here and there, a date, some online thing will go out for ice cream or something. So now I'm going to go on 35. So my chances right, you're are up in the numbers. 35 numbers times game. greater numbers than they game. would be if I did nothing. And if anything, I'll just get a great network of friends out of it. And then I have friends that are single too. And maybe someone that I meet will be a good match for them. Yeah. So that's... Well, I think of the experiences, right? Like yeah. 35 different experiences that you yes. wouldn't have had if you wouldn't have created right. this, right? Yeah. Well, and yesterday, I mean, I talked with a guy who is a self-proclaimed nomad. And he hasn't paid rent in seven to eight years because he either camps out or he will work for his room and board. He's currently living in a yurt and he's working on the Patch Adams compound in West Virginia. And that is the lifestyle that he prefers. He has very consciously made this decision. He's very intelligent. He did not go to college because that was not his thing. It just wasn't. And he said that he's thought a lot about going back to the typical society and trying to conform and settle down and interview and get a job and have a family. And he, while he would love to be married and have children, he cannot bring himself to conform to society because it's so contrary to the values that he has developed and kind of nurtured over the past, I guess it's been really like 18 years because he's about 38 years old and it's been since just a little bit after high school. And I was so fascinated by him and I asked him so many questions. He is, so after I posted the thing on Facebook, a former roommate from years ago at BYU, she must have told him about it because then he contacted me and said, hey, I heard about this experiment that you're doing. I'm totally game, you know? That's so, so cool. Yeah. How and, interesting. Yeah. And we both mutually decided like, yeah, this isn't a love match, but it's let's stay friends because he's like, your life is just as fascinating to me because... I've never done it, what you're doing, which is, you know, going to college and getting a job and, you know, buying a home and things like that. So he's like, I, he's just as interested in what I've chosen as I am and what he has. So it was cool. So cool. I want his story. He set me up with him so I can talk to him on the, yeah, on the podcast. <laughs> he would love that because he loves sharing his ideas and the things that he's learned. Like he is a super cool guy. He said someday he would maybe like to even do a podcast. So yeah, we should talk. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so you are just starting out with this and you have a blog. One of the blog posts that I read of yours was about getting to this space and you referred to it a little bit earlier mm -hmm. of no apology, right? Mm -hmm. Of being comfortable with yourself, being comfortable with offering mm -hmm. you without apology, mm -hmm. yourself out there to make connections and make friends. And um, tell me a little about that blog post about your blog, about where you're moving forward with all of this, how you're recording it and how you're sharing it. And yeah. Well, that post, it's taken me a really long time to get to this place where I'm at now. And I'm, I'm not perfect at it. But one thing that I've been learning a lot about in the past several weeks has been this idea of living with uncertainty and being able to live with the idea that yes, you may, somebody may be offended or turned off or put off by something that you request or ask or do and maybe they're not and being able to live with that not knowing one way or the other 
and just going forward and making the choices that are best for your life and living in the present moment and not worrying about what they may have thought or what could happen in the future. And so that's why I was ready to do something like this because I kind of have started to implement those ideas into my life of living in the present and of being okay with not knowing for sure how people are going to react to my decisions and being okay with that, you know? And so my blog, I've had it ever since 2008 when I very first started teaching middle school and I kept it for about eight years regularly, like at least one time a week often more than that. And I just shared funny stories about being a teacher and things like that. A lot of some personal insights on dating and just family vacations, uh, sort of like a journal. And then I got to a place where I just needed to stop. So I took a break for a couple years, probably two or three years. And then just recently, I've kind of started getting back into it. I'm, I'm fascinated by the way relationships work and not necessarily just romantic ones, but how people are. And looking into that's why I love your podcast love your story because I love people's stories and I love getting to see what makes somebody the way they are and so this whole thing being able to write about that it kind of taps into that journalistic part of me that likes to discover things and and then share them and but I try to stick with things that are positive that's just a choice that I've made in terms of I'm not out to tell somebody's story about all the things that I didn't like about them or the things that aren't going to work out, why we're not going to be compatible. I like to focus on what did I learn from this person that has made me a better dater <laughs> or sure. a better person in general because what did I learn from them that's positive. Which is so. such a great way to approach life anyway. Oh, Everything yeah. that comes up, the opportunity to say, what did I get out of this? E yes. Even the mistakes, right? Right. right. So what, what's the gratitude and the meaning or mm -hmm. the lesson learned from whatever this experience is? Right, right. Beautiful. So one of the things that you're just talking about, worrying about what other people think, this triggers with me the idea of story because mm -hmm. that's one of the stories that we often create that really causes us a lot of problem because we start creating a story in our head that most often is not based on fact at Absolutely. all, right? About, I said something to somebody or, or they looked at me that way. And what that means is that they are upset at me yes. or that, you know, or, you know, did, I did something wrong. And then you build up this whole thing. You have the whole conversation in your head about what it was. And then you've got all these emotions wrapped up in something. And really they had indigestion or they, yeah. <laughs> or they weren't thinking about yes. you at all. They just looked at you with that weird look or, yes. you know, whatever it was. And I think becoming aware, I learned this early on years ago, but it's been one of the most freeing story tools ever mm -hmm. of when you don't have the information, don't create the story. Yes. Because it's not going to do you any good. And chances are, even to your best estimation, whatever story you could create, there's a huge chance it's not going to be accurate. Right. So, Seek out the information if you need to. If yes. you feel like somebody was angry at you or gave you a bad look, ask him about it. But don't create the story no. before you have the information. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, and I think we tend to talk in absolutes a lot. Like, oh, everyone's going to think that I'm desperate or trying to seek attention. Everyone's going to, you know, and and really, there probably will be a few people that will get will get that impression. But there are masses of people that are appreciative in some way. And stepping up to support you. Yeah. Right? I, so yeah, I had somebody on Facebook kind of write a rude comment during the process of, of this experience. And I was overwhelmed by the number of people that just 
added comments to, in support and saying, I love what this project is. I think this is such a positive thing. Keep doing it. I'm loving reading about it. Um, I'm following it. You know, I'm going to follow every single one. And so many people came in and, and supported me. And then that person got back on and was like, oh, my uh, comment was misinterpreted. What you're doing is great. What's your and blog if people want it. to follow it? It's Ms. Houston. So M-S-H-O-U-S-T-O-N dot blogspot dot com. Nice. My teacher name, <laughs> Ms. <laughs> Houston. So what kind of support and response have you got? We're at the beginning here. You've done four. We're going to check in with you at the end when yeah. it's all finished. So what's your gut feel so far? What experiences have you had? Like I said, it's been super cool. The first person I went out with, the in-person date that I did yesterday, was somebody who I know, an acquaintance. We know each other just a little bit and um, through the music community, because we're both musicians. And he saw what I posted on Facebook and reached out to me and said, hey, I'm kind of a shy guy and I'm new to the area and I would actually really like to start dating more and would like to humbly submit my name for your experiment. See, look at the yeah. possibility you're creating, not only for you, but for, for you're making it so easy for everybody else. Well, and I, I, hope, I hope that's the case because when we went out, I didn't know anything about him, you know? And I found out that he is this incredible musician. He has all these uh, amazing things on his resume and he's also just a really nice person. And if we had just kind of decided, because we, we run into each other, and if we had just decided to get to know each other in bits and pieces here and there, running into each other over the course of months or years, I wouldn't have gotten the picture that I did of sitting down and having a one-on-one -on -one hour long conversation with each other. And now I feel like we are in a great position to be friends, to collaborate. And um, whether or not there's anything romantic, like th that friendship has just jumped to a new level and it's, it's really awesome. So the experience has been really, really cool. And I have dates lined up and it's kind of fun just the different places where these dates have come from. I've had members of the choir that I'm in who've um, referred me to their family members. Today I was chatting with some girls in between my choir rehearsal and performance and one of them said, oh have you heard about what Katie's doing? And the other one said, no, what are you doing? And so I shared about the experience and then three hours later I had a date from that other lady that didn't know I was doing it. So it's kind of like a word of mouth thing that happened. And I've had, let's see, a former student set me up with somebody. She actually tried to do it a while ago and we never ended up going out. So I reached out to my, I said, let's do it, let's go out. And it's just been really cool to see, oh, another girl that I grew up with from home. She has a brother-in-law who's single and she was like, you guys have to go out. So it's just been really fun. So I can guarantee you that right now there are a handful of single people listening to this that are going, oh, I wish I would have thought of that. That's <laughs> such a great idea. Or I'm going to totally do this now. So if somebody wanted to reproduce it wherever they are, this podcast is international. So we've got yeah. listeners all over the world and, and all over the country. What would you suggest? Hmm, that's a great question. I or how did you do it? How did you start it? The way I started it was just by a Facebook post and just saying, this is what I'm doing. And then I, I just said, do you know someone? If you know somebody, send them my way. You can give me their name or you can give me their phone number and I'll reach out to them or you can share with them about the experiment and see if they're interested. And I think that there are probably a lot of people that would like to do something like this that wouldn't feel comfortable reaching out to everybody. I tend to be a little bit more bold that way. 
but there were several of the people that I've connected with where my friends asked them first and said, hey, I have a friend who's doing this experiment. She's doing 35 dates for her birthday. Would you be interested in participating? And then they came back to me and said, I have somebody who said, yeah, I'm totally up for that. And then when I contact them, it's just really easy. And so I'd say if you're interested in doing something similar, you could ask your friends and family to sort of talk to the people that they know and see if they would be interested in participating in something similar and that'll make it easier. How did you choose three months? So I read a book several years ago called 31 Dates and 31 Days. And I, the author's first name is Tamara. I don't know what it, her last name is. Let's look that up. But I thought it was really cool, but I was like, there's no way that I can keep my sanity and do a date a day for 31 days. I'm starting work and I just, I can't do that. So I thought to myself, what's a reasonable time frame? And so three months is about three dates a week. And I, I felt like that was totally reasonable because on Saturdays you could go out with someone in the morning and then go out with someone in the evening. But I didn't want it to stretch out too long because I'm impatient. You know, I like to see the beginning and the end and I like to kind of see the whole picture of, of what it is that I'm trying to, the scope of what I'm trying to do. I like to see it. Yeah, that's, I just didn't want to go insane, but I also, I just wanted to start right now. <laughs> so what are you hoping that you'll get out of it? And then when we check back with you, we'll see if you actually if got I did. that out of it. One thing that I'm hoping to get out of it is for me to be more open-minded when it comes to dating. I tend to have a laser focus. If I get asked out by someone who I'm interested in, or if I'm even at a party with somebody I'm interested in, I'm worrying constantly about what they're thinking, about how I'm acting, about whether or not we could be compatible. And that's before we've even had one date. And I think a lot of women do that. I don't know that if men do or not. I think some do, some don't. Some women probably don't worry as, as much as I do. But I, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be able to go on a casual first date and have it be have less pressure on myself and on the other person. You'll have so much more fun that way. Oh, I think so. I already am. I already am having more fun because I don't feel like I have to make any sort of decision after a one hour date, which a lot of times we do. We're like, I got to know right now. And we make a judgment call, you know, really fast. And I, I'm very, I'm guilty of that. I would really like to become less, uh, more open-minded. You know what else I think helps in dating, at least with me, is that if you go into it with the perspective of, it doesn't matter who they end up being or how this ends up going on. Number one, it's practice, right? Mm -hmm. Every day it's practice. Yes. And number two is... I'm going to make sure that they have a good time. Yes. And I've so heard this before and I think that that's amazing. It changes the layout because you're not waiting necessarily for them to show you a good time. And yeah. you, you're taking the focus off yourself and all of that nerve wracking stuff of, does he think I look good? Does, you know, all of the stories that get going on in your head. And instead you're just, I'm going to have a good time and I'm going to see what I can do to help him have a good time. I love that. Yeah, that's definitely another one of the goals is, is to just get to know people as well and to also become more comfortable with myself. It's a really good experience for me to ask someone something that they could tell me no and to be able to be okay with that. And also it, the fact that I'm going on so many dates, I don't have time to really worry a ton about what I look like uh, for every single date. Like a lot of times I'm just coming from work and then going out on a date and it's just going to be me. I'll be me. And it'll, I think it'll be more authentic. And I think that will help reduce the pressure as well. So 
Low anxiety dating. Yes, low anxiety <laughs> dating. That's that's the hope, you know. So what date did it start? Well, it was supposed to be August 10th because that's one month before my birthday, but we had time zone miscommunication for my first date. So it actually started August 11th, although I sent the email out about three or four days before that. So, so you're going to finish up October 11th? November 11th November will be three 11th. months. Or 10th, yeah. Okay, Good luck. Thank you. I'm really excited. <laughs> Any parting thoughts or ideas? You know, I think we could all stand to take more risks. And um, I don't know that everyone needs to take as big of a risk as this, because sometimes I look at it and think, maybe this was a little too ambitious or lofty. But I, like I was telling you, I don't regret that. But I think that we could all stand to take even smaller risks in our life, even if it's inviting a group over for dinner or talking to somebody who we would normally avoid. I think if we take more risks, it will become easier and easier to reach the goals that we have. So, well, And when you take a risk mm -hmm. and you do something that you don't usually do, you open the door for possibility. That's, exactly. That's the key right there. Right. So when you stay in your comfort zone, you keep getting what you've been getting. You know, right. you're, you're comfortable doing what you've yes. been doing, but those are going to generate the same right. things over and over. So yeah. to risk, to get uncomfortable, to do something outside mm -hmm. of that comfort zone is what creates the possibility for change. Yes. So what you're talking about is really key to creating a more adventurous life story, but also just a the life story that you want. If your yeah. life right now isn't what you want, there are other things that you want to create with it. That's going to involve getting out of a comfort zone, taking risk, right. and doing things. But I can guarantee you when we talk uh -huh. in three months that you're going to have had experiences that really, really shift all kinds of things for you. And you'll be so glad yeah. and grateful that you had the guts to make it happen and to do this. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the end. I can't wait to see what I say on November 10th. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, thank you for sharing. Thanks, Lori. We'll see you then. <laughs>So fast forward in time, here we are again, and it's now the middle of October, and she is up to date number 26. She's completed number 26. So Katie, what are the stories you have to fill us in on? First of all, how have the last dates been since we talked? Like, what's your most memorable? And then what are you learning from the experience? Oh, I have a lot that I could say. It's been really cool. One thing that I've learned through doing this is that everybody has a pretty cool story to tell, which is the name of your podcast, right? Love Your Story. It's been really cool to realize, I think a lot of times we spend time as singles saying, oh, there's no good guys out there, or there's no girls out there for me. There's no this, there's no that. And we kind of bemoan like that everyone's married, all the good ones are gone and things like that. And I realize that that's just not true. It is hard to find like a special connection with somebody. I think that's just a rare, beautiful thing to find, but it's not because there aren't good people out there. There are people who have amazing stories and amazing qualities that may not be a romantic match for us, but it is for somebody. And so that's been one really cool thing that I've learned. For example, there was one guy I went out with who he was shorter than me, which at first, you know, that's always something that makes me a little bit self-conscious, but he knew a whole lot about baseball and he was telling me all about the rules of the game, things that I didn't know. And then he um, had just finished doing an entire remodel of his home and he was just a really driven, good guy. He had his life together and he had a lot of really cool interests and qualities and there wasn't a romantic spark. We never talked again after that date, but we had a really nice time at 
breakfast and he paid for me, which was really kind. He didn't need to do that because, you know, the way I set it up is I would have been happy to pay for myself. But he just left a good impression because he was someone who had a lot of interests and passions and things that he was working on and doing. But even though there wasn't a romantic spark, it still was a really positive experience. So it sounds like you have... And I know that when you you went into this, mm-hmm. that you very specifically said, this is for the experiences. Yeah. This is to broaden my understanding and mm-hmm. to meet interesting people. And it's not necessarily about making a love match, although right. that would be a great outcome. Right. So it sounds like you're meeting really, really interesting people yes. and gaining an appreciation for the individuality of people, whether you connect with them romantically or not. Exactly. Yeah. I think one of the dates that made the biggest impression on me is actually, I've gone out with him twice now because I was so impressed with him. Um, He has an extremely challenging physical disability, spina bifida, if you have ever heard of it. And many people who have spina bifida can't walk. He walks. He's had, I mean, before he was 18 years old, I think he'd had dozens of surgeries. And he is such an accomplished guy. He has never, ever let his disability get in the way of anything that he's wanted. And it's kind of funny. He told me as we were chatting that sometimes he forgets that he has it. And so like on dating, I met him on a dating app. And so sometimes he think to himself, oh no, I need to maybe give girls a heads up that I have this disability. And he just doesn't even think to put it on his profile even though when someone meets him, they they would be surprised if they didn't know in advance. And he's like, I just don't even think about it because it's just such an insignificant part of his life. Whereas for some people, it would take over everything. Anyway, he was an extremely impressive and kind guy. Is there a romantic connection there? Well, we've been out twice and I, I don't know if there's a romantic spark or not. The second date, we didn't have a lot of opportunity to talk as much, but I'm just so impressed by him that if he asked me out again, I would go out in a heartbeat. And, you know, I might even initiate something we'll see to go out again. But somebody who was so kind and so brave and so, you know, like, you know, he loves to ski and he can't wait for the snow to come in the mountains. And I was thinking to myself, how is it possible for you to ski because because he has difficulty in in walking but he has a special type of skiing that that they do I don't know exactly how to explain it he was trying to explain it to me and he just doesn't let anything stop him he does the things that he loves and it's awesome I just I was really impressed by him So what is the most romantic connection since this is our Valentine's Day episode? <laughs> um, have you had any romantic connections? You know, that was that was probably one of the closest ones. There was one guy that I really liked a lot, and I would have liked to have gone out with him again. I didn't really get the vibe that he was as interested in pursuing anything romantic. I think he was interested by my experiment and was intrigued by the idea and was he's somebody who's very free-spirited and open-minded. And so I think he was like, oh, this is a cool thing to do. And he was really attractive. (laughs) I thought he was super cute. And he was also just really easy to talk to. And also, again, very passionate about his interests and things that he likes and driven and also very selfless and things like that. So I was really interested there. And he said, we'll we'll have to continue our conversation sometime. But I didn't get the vibe that there was a, a romantic interest, but we'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'll take him up on that and we'll 
talk again sometime. What's the most romantic thing any of the guys have done on any of the dates? Your brother was the best date. <laughs> oh, I, I set her up with my brother. <laughs> no, but his date was so dynamite. I was extremely impressed because, you know, he knew I was doing the experiment and he knew the parameters of it because you had told him. But he took the time to just prepare like a really thoughtful and fun date. He came to my house because I, I knew you. So I wasn't afraid of having him, you know, we, I didn't feel like we needed to meet in a public place, but he came to my house and he said, well, first we're going to celebrate the past. And so he brought out popsicles, like when you're a little kid. And then we went on a walk. And so we, that was to sort of recognize the past. And then he said, now we're going to recognize the present. And so when, after we went on the walk, we came back to the car and laid out a picnic blanket on the grass and he had like fruit drinks and we played cards because he said, you have to be quick and in the present in order to be able to, I can't remember what game it was. You would probably know something your family plays. But anyway, a fa- very fast game that you had to make sure that you're in the moment. And that was really cool. I thought that was fun. And then he walked me back home and I was thinking to myself, well, I wonder what, but what about the future? (laughs) I'm like, maybe he was waiting to see if he actually had a good time. And if he had a good time, then he'd be like, the future is, will you go out again? He didn't do that. But I was very impressed with just the whole, he was just so kind and it was so thought out. And I was like, man, that's probably one of the best dates I've ever been on, you know, just in terms of like, you know, he made me feel valued. It's nice when they put in time. Yeah. Okay. So that leads me to just a conversation with you about what do women want, you know, for the male listeners out there? Like, what do we really appreciate when guys are asking us out? Oh, man, I've learned a lot about that. Well, it just in, in men in general, just to be passionate about the things that they love and to just to share their interests and the things that really make them who they are and make them the happiest. I just think it's really cool and very attractive when somebody has something that makes them get out of bed each morning that makes them happy. And it shows a dimension to them. It gives you an insight into who they really are. But can I temper that on the other side here with one of the first things my boys ask me when I get home from a date Mm -hmm. is how'd it go? And if I say, eh, or Mm -hmm. not so good, they'll just look at me and they'll be uh, he talked about himself the whole time, didn't he? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my boys know that that is like a huge pet yes. peeve because, yeah, absolutely. I want to know what you're passionate about and I want to know who yeah. you are, but it's a reciprocal conversation. Mm-hmm. And if you, as a guy, don't, aren't interested enough yeah. in me to ask pertinent questions, mm-hmm. and it, I honestly would rather hear about them uh-huh. than talk about myself, but it's a great big neon sign to me if you are so self-involved yes. that you cannot carry on a reciprocal conversation that involves asking questions, showing yes. that you have an interest in who I am, then yeah, maybe not. Yeah, totally turns me off. Well, it's funny that you say that because I did have one of those experiences. Only one? Yeah, Only actually, one in 26 they, days? Truly, they have all been so positive. I had one and I, I don't like to dwell on the negative and, and I'm sure this person is... is Great. It maybe in other contexts, but I did have one that talked about himself the whole time and never, ever engaged me in conversation. I mean, in a reciprocal conversation. And part of the issue is that he said horrible things that he had done in the past. So he talked a lot about past times that he had made people upset about his past relationships and the things that he had done that were, that 
were not good in those relationships. And uh, it was very unsettling. And it got to the point where I was just waiting for the minutes to tick by. And when I felt like I had stayed a good amount of time, I literally got up almost mid-sentence when he was talking about something, you know, and I just said, I have to go because I couldn't handle it any longer. So I totally get what you're saying. You have to show a little bit of interest in the other person. I mean, maybe more than just a little. (laughs) If if you're actually interested, right? Yeah. And why would you... My theory as I'm dating mm-hmm. is that I think people are so fascinating anyway yes, that I, I, agree. I want to dig in and get some information, whether whether there's a future with them or not. Right. I mean, you go out on the date, not because, okay, this might be yes. my love interest for sure, but because right. they're another human being and I want them to have a nice evening and I want to get to know and yes. expand my horizons and understanding. So it's always, it can always be a win unless you yeah. get something creepy or weird going on. But when they don't have the wherewithal or uh-huh. the interest in you to want that reciprocity of who are you and who am I out with? And, right. And, you know, why would you want to, right. you know, where, exactly. where, where does that go? Yeah. And and maybe it came stemmed from his own insecurities, you know. It sounds like he was either trying to warn you. I, I remember a time where I would think, you know, if I tell everybody my worst qualities up yeah. front and they can handle that, then you're in for a real treat. Maybe right? that is what he was doing. <laughs> I and I think that I've felt that way at times in my life too, so... <laughs> But yeah, there was one guy that I went out with. He was one of my first dates and it was really cool because he's somebody that I know casually. I don't know if I talked about this the first time or not, but once I got to know him, I was like, holy cow, you have so many things to your personality and so many cool accomplishments and things that you've done that I would have never known had we not taken the time to do this. So yeah, I think that there have been so many valuable things. Okay. So back to the question of what girls want or what they appreciate when going out with the date. So the first one here is being real with the things that you're passionate about so that we can get to know you. Yes. Great. And it sounds like from your experience with Eric that you also really appreciate appreciative of them putting in enough time mm-hmm. to show that spending time with you was was worth the effort. Exactly. And even if you're not romantically interested, I mean, he didn't even know who I was. He didn't even know if he was attracted to me or anything, but he was like, here is a girl who, and he kept saying, this is, you know, this is for your birthday. Cause he knew that I was doing this for my birthday. And he just said, so I want to, you know, I want to make sure that this is, and he would say happy birthday. And it was like, he didn't even know who I was, but he knew that I was somebody who was trying something out and doing something vulnerable. And he wanted to create something that he felt like would be um, memorable and happy and like celebrate me, even though he didn't know who I was. And I think that's a really good lesson because a lot of times we spend so much time looking around and being like, oh, I'm not attracted to them. So I, if I go out with them, I don't want to give them the wrong impression. So I have to be just aloof enough that they won't think that I'm interested if we go out. And it's like, no, you can make someone feel valued. The worst thing that could happen is that they could, you know, ask if you're interested and you could say no, and that's fine. But take the time. People are, are human beings and help them feel valued. There's so much good that can go on in the dating world. And yet it's such an interesting space to navigate because, um, I notice in social groups where there's dating that if there's not an instant connection sometimes, yeah. that people do that really aloof thing. Yes. The, the I can't even get to know you as a friend because I don't want to lead you on. And then and that's just weird. It's yeah. like you know give it some time. Yeah, maybe I'm extremely cool. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I actually one guy so a girl in my ward, my church meeting group, 
said to me, Hey, here's a, a friend of mine that you should go out with. And I said, well, I actually know him. He's a friend of mine too. And she was like, Oh, that's cool. And so I was talking to him and I said, Hey, somebody tried to set me up with you on a date. And he said, well, I'll be one of your dates. That sounds great. So we actually went out twice and it was really fun, like getting to know him and just kind of a one-on-one sense. It, there's something different about a date vibe than a we're hanging out vibe, you know? And it was really cool to spend some time with him and just see like, oh, he's really funny. Like he's a really fun guy. I don't know. We might go out again. I'm not, I'm not sure about that yet, but it was kind of cool to be like, I didn't think that we were a romantic match, but then we went out a couple of times and I'm like, maybe there is some chemistry there, you know? So what about opening doors? Is that something that you kind of looked for? We met places a lot of times, so there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity. It wasn't like the car door, you know, things like that. I think that's really important. I'm old fashioned that way. And I think that it's not so much important, like it's their obligation, but it's a sign of Respect. respect and valuing that person. It's not like, oh, I expect it from them. It's If they do it, it makes me think they were thinking about me and wanting to make things easier for me. And I I really, I appreciate that a lot. So what was your worst experience? Your least impressive experience? Well, you're going to laugh. This is a funny story. Actually, I do have one really funny story. Tell me stories. Yes, this is a good one. So for one of them, we met somewhere just to get some smoothies and... uh, When we got there, we sat down at the table. He was acting kind of weird, like looking out at the window behind me and making faces, like kind of funny faces. And I was like looking behind me thinking, what? What's going on? So I said, "Uh, what's so funny? And he was like, well, we kind of have a situation here. And uh, I hope this isn't going to make things awkward. And I was like, okay. He said, my kids are here. (laughs) And he had three children that were outside playing right outside where we were having the date and they would peek their head in inside the window. And it was just so funny to me because he had many opportunities to tell me that he wasn't able to get a sitter for his kids or whatever. We had been messaging right up until the date and he just chose not to and then kind of sprung it on me and at a time when I couldn't really do anything about it. That was troubling to me. I did not like that. Because of the lack of communication. Because lack of communication. If he had said, hey, you know what? I have my three kids. They're going to play outside because it was there was like a play area. I just wanted you to have a heads up and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to pressure. And if, and if that doesn't work for you, we can pick another time. And I would have said, sure, no problem, you know, but it was like being sprung on me. I brought my kids along on the date. Just so you know, and they're little kids too. And you always worry about, you don't want a little kid to get excited about something when I had never even met him before. I'm like, I don't want to, you know, give a wrong impression to these little ones. And it it was very, very awkward. <laughs> What'd you say? I kind of just ignored it because I wasn't sure if he wanted that to be an invitation for them to come in and join us or if he wanted, because he didn't really communicate that, or if he wanted me to go meet them or anything. So I just went, oh, okay. And then I just kept going and kind of just, I saw the kids peeking in, but I just kind of pretended like it wasn't happening. I wanted to just continue with the date as though they weren't there. Not that I, I mean, I love kids, but it just was not the right way to to do that. So, so you have one more month. Is that right? A little, no, less than that. I have like three weeks and I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I have to get eight, I have to get like seven or eight dates 
between now and then. And I, I find, Lori, that it's so easy for me to do it when it's blind date, when it's a setup, when it's from Mutual, the dating app, or when it's from whatever. But if there's somebody like in church, there's a few guys that I'm like, I would love to go out with them. I'm terrified. I can't bring myself to ask them, you know, because I don't know why. It just totally scares me. So I'm like, well, there's several guys that I would love to go out with. Okay, but. so I'm going to extend a challenge then, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. Which, just text them. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know, copy and paste it if you want to, uh-huh. right? But just put yourself out there. Just explain what you're doing. Yeah. And send them a text and just say, hey, would you be interested in doing this? Just put it out there. Yeah. Just put it out there and see what happens because you don't know. Right? I know. That's you're, true. You're vulnerable for sure, but you're creating possibility yeah. through that vulnerability. And without it, nothing's going to happen. I know. You're not going to go out with these guys. It's so true. So at least try it, especially where you've got a deadline. Yeah. And, you know, you get to be brave. That's true. And there are a couple of guys that I've for a long time thought, I think we would have fun if we went out one-on-one. But then I just always assume, well, if they haven't asked me out by now, that means they're not interested. I don't even necessarily know that that's true because sometimes yeah. they're clueless. Uh-huh. And sometimes they're chicken. Uh-huh. And sometimes they're intimidated. Right. And sometimes they're just really focused on, mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of yeah. things. And or maybe you, they think there wouldn't be chemistry and yeah. maybe there would be, you know. But what you're doing with this particular challenge uh-huh. is about a small meeting. And like you said, you haven't had chemistry with the majority of them. So right. that doesn't really matter. It's finding numbers at this point. Right. right? So right. if there's people you might be interested in, uh-huh. I mean, I totally get what you're saying. The more interested I am in somebody, Way more I pull back. Yeah. Like those are the ones you don't dare talk yes. to. Yes, isn't that the worst? Yeah. It, it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm challenging you to to get into that space and just all of them, the whole list of whoever they are, mm-hmm. send them a text and just ask them if they want to go out and I think help I might. This. I think I might. I think I think I have to, or else I'm not going to meet my deadline. I think you have to. <laughs> and I feel like for myself, I should I really want to follow through with the goal that I set. Which yes. is three months. You yes. Know? So, which three months is approaching fast. And by the time you're at the end of this, we're going to talk again and you're going to tell me how all of those things yes. fit. So, I'm holding you accountable. Okay. That's great. <laughs> I think that's going to be good. <laughs> okay. What advice do you have for women in dating and a piece of advice for men in dating? And then we'll sign off for today. One thing I really liked about this experiment is that because I had to go on so many dates in such a short period of time, there wasn't a whole lot of time to really stress out about them. Like there were a couple, I was rushing from like somewhere where I had no makeup on and I meant to get home so that I could put on makeup and hair. Cause I think it's important to try to look your best, but there were some instances where I just physically didn't have enough time to, to make it happen. And, and so I was able to really be authentic just throughout the experiment because I didn't have enough time to really stress about it, you know? And so I would say for women, that would be a piece of advice is to really try to be happy with who you are and go into a date being authentic and being yourself. If you're authentically yourself and they don't like it, then they're not the right match, exactly. right? I mean, that's what it comes down to in the end. And I often remind myself of that when yeah. I'm going out because it's always, are they going to like me? Is right. this outfit right? And the truth is, is if they don't like you, then yeah. it, it doesn't really matter. They're just not the right match for exactly. you. And 
you got to be real anyway. Who else are you going to be? And eventually you're going to. When we get hung up on that, we're like, oh, they don't like me. The majority of people that go out with each other aren't going to like each other, or at least romantically, but you can respect and have a good time with those people and think that they're good people, you know? And so, yeah, not getting so caught up on whether or not, that's another piece of advice. And I would say for the men too, don't get so caught up on whether or not there's, you know, that immediate romantic connection or spark, but take a look at the date as a way to get to know somebody cool and to hear an awesome story and to build connections and friendships and what be real. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> it's a whole new idea. Yeah. Cause speaking of connections and friendships is ask around. Cause you never know. I was one of my friends saw online that I was doing the dating experiment. She's in the choir with me. It set me up with somebody. We started talking about it at choir rehearsal during a break. And another woman said, wait, what are you talking about? And she said, oh, Katie's doing this dating experiment. She's going out with 35 guys for her birthday. And the other friend said, I have someone I want to set you up with. And I was like, okay. And I ended up going on a date with somebody that she suggested. She hadn't seen it on my social media, but just networking and asking around. I mean, you just never know. People need an opportunity sometimes. So for girls, it's be authentically yourself, be comfortable with that, claim it, and know that whether or not it's a connection with the guy, at at least you know authentically. You know, it's real and claim it. Yes. Okay. So what's your advice for the guys? Yeah, I would say to what we talked about earlier, which is to not jump to the conclusion based on just one physical, just based on a picture or based on whatever that something isn't going to be isn't going to work and don't hold back on showing the person that they're valued just because you're afraid of leading them on. Because even if they're the guys that really made me feel valued, I wasn't concerned that they were leading me on. You know, I felt like they were just treating me with respect and I really appreciated that. So don't hold back or be aloof because you don't want to commit. Well, and I dare say that the people that make you feel that way Mm -hmm. are people that you are instantly impressed with. Exactly. You you don't necessarily, you know, you're not attached to them in appropriate ways, but those are the people that you know have depth and character and will put forth time and effort. And those are people that are way more impressive than the do the least amount possible. Right. And a date isn't a life commitment. You know, a date is one date and getting together once is not a commitment forever. And I think a lot of us, we really go into dating that way. And with this, I I couldn't do that. And I, I was prone to do that. Like, oh, we're going on a date. Does that mean that maybe we'll get married someday? You know, with this, it was like, oh, going on a date because I made a goal to do this and, and I want to get to know people. And it's a great project. Yeah, it, it's been really good. So, okay. So thank you. And we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Okay, see ya. So Katie, here we are back again for the very last installment to wind up what happened with you on this grand adventure, 35 dates for your 35th birthday, and you're done. It's over. How many (laughs) dates did you go on? I went on 35. I did. You did it. One was a little bit fabricated. It was with Josh Groban because I went to his concert. (laughs) (laughs) And you love him, so you called it a date. So I included it. But I actually did go on one more date after the challenge was over with somebody who had contacted me after I finished. And we did have a phone date after that. So technically, I did finish 35 real dates. (laughs) Okay, so how was it? What's your final synopsis? Was it worth it? Yes, it was worth it. It just taught me that dating does not have to be as complicated as we make it. I feel like relationships are complicated, but dating does not have to be complicated. It's so much when you put 
less pressure on meeting people and getting to know them one-on-one. It opens up a lot more opportunities for getting to know people and, I don't know, making connections. I guess it's that way with everything in life. Like we create the pressure because of the stories that we're telling ourselves about it and the intensity of it. It's a great lesson for everything that pops up. I agree. I totally agree. It was awesome. It was great. It was, it pushed me outside my comfort zone. It was exhausting. I don't think I'll ever do it again, but it was really, really cool. And I loved getting to reflect about each and every date and take something away from each date and then also from the whole experience. So, so did you meet anyone? That's what everyone's dying to know. I know, right? There was one guy that I really, really did like a lot. And we've, we've been out again and we're going out again another time. There are some pretty big, uh, roadblocks to us actually having a relationship. However, I know that we both were really grateful that we met no matter what happens. So that's good. That's super good. That's really valuable because those connections aren't just about, Hey, is it just a, a, a marriage. Yeah, yeah, a marriage thing. Match. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe it's a really meaningful relationship with a friend or Right. A- we connected personality-wise and we've been able to express to each other reasons why we're grateful that we met. And so it, it ended up being a really positive experience. So, okay, so in closing and wrapping all of this up, what do you want to share? I think what I would like to share is that There are a lot of people out there that have connections to other singles that you don't even realize. And when you open yourself up to saying, hey, I'm interested in getting to know people. Do you know somebody? You'll be amazed at uh, what you'll find. I had um, nine. Nine of the dates were setups from different people in my life. And then um, one of the dates came because a friend of mine started the same dating challenge after she saw what I had done. So she changed hers slightly to finish this challenge. And all of a sudden from out of nowhere, people would text me and I'd be like somebody who I hadn't heard from in a week and didn't think he was going to follow through. And then he would, so it was like, I set a goal and a lot of things and and put myself out there and a lot of things happened to make it so that that goal could be accomplished. And so I feel like when we set goals for ourselves, I think that depending on what you believe in, I mean, I believe in God and I feel like he understood what my, my goal was and really helped me to meet that. And because I had put myself out there, but whether you believe in just like the universe or karma or whatever, like, I think when you set, when you open yourself up to opportunities, they come to you. So Love that. Okay, so for Valentine's Day, then we're closing off this episode. Love is possible when you take action? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's true. I think that for me, though, I realized after doing this experiment that probably my next step would be to do an experiment of 35 second dates because I realized that I do a really good job at first dates. That's really easy for me. Anything past that is really hard for me and really scary. And so... I don't want to do that, but I think that that's, it's, I learned about myself that I I do have a guard up around me and um, taking the next step is going to be the next thing I need to work on. So congratulations on stepping out of your comfort zone. I did it. Thank you. Happy Valentine's day, everybody. There's hope and there's adventure and there's possibility and there's people to meet and don't overcomplicate it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'd say. (laughs) Share the love, create the love.
hope you're all sharing the love and feeling the love, people. Happy Valentine's Day from the Love Your Story podcast. Don't forget to access the website, www.loveyourstorypodcast.com, for all the tools, the 21 Life Connection Challenges, Living Intentional and Fearless Every Day. So 21 Challenges to Help You Create a fabulous life story, ways to create connection, ways to create possibilities, good stuff. There's also the series for five steps for reframing any past stories that you have that are holding you back. Minor investments for really big results. And of course, all the podcast episodes are there. So tune in for and use those tools. Go to the website. Um, thanks. We'll see you next week. I hope you have a lovely Valentine's Day.